Hey everybody, my name is Brian Ferry and I am one of the pastors at New City. You are tuned in to Marginalio's Daily Readings and Prayers podcast. Hopefully this podcast is the one you were looking for. This podcast is set up to walk along with you in your daily Bible reading and prayer and to help you stay connected with the life and teaching of New City during this time in which we are unable to get together in person. Maybe the best way to do this is to follow along each day by reading before listening. You can always find our readings in the short prayer at newcitycincy.org slash readings dash prayers. Today is Friday, April 17th, and our scripture readings are Psalm 6, which is a great prayer that puts word to much of what we might be feeling these days. I know it puts words to what I'm feeling with phrases like, my soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? Our Old Testament reading is Exodus 13, verses 1 through 16, continuing our journey, following the Israelites into freedom out of their slavery in Egypt. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 58 is our reading from the epistles, passage that we'll come back to in a minute. And then the gospel reading is from the gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. This is Luke's beautiful account of the morning of the resurrection. It's Easter all over again. All right, back to our passage from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 58. Let me read the scripture for us. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor not in vain. Well, Paul is continuing to expound on the implications of the resurrection of Jesus. It's appropriate for us in this first week of Easter. The first few verses speak of the perishable becoming imperishable. And that's what Jesus did first in the resurrection, opening the way for us to follow. He was perishable. Think about that. God becoming perishable and Jesus perished so that we, though we perish too, like a seed placed in the ground, might become imperishable. This whole concept is mind-bending. Right? Somehow, our perishable bodies, with all of our scars and pains from accidents on Vespa scooters and the aches and pains from aging, the, the scars from falling or surgeries or dog bites or whatever that remind us that we are perishable, all of those scars will be made imperishable. And I love how the hymn, Crown Him With Many Crowns, puts it. We sang it on Easter Crown him the Lord of love, behold his hands and side, rich wounds yet visible above in beauty glorified. The rich wounds are still visible in Jesus's imperishable body. They're in beauty glorified, and that's what awaits us too. Think about it. But that doesn't mean that death is easy. Right? Paul asks, oh, death, where is your sting? And, and that's what we will say. But death does sting. The sting of death, he says, is sin. We don't use the word sucks in our house much. It's crass. But we allow it for death and for cancer. Cancer sucks. 
death sucks. Death sucks, but it's not the end. Right? Even in the face of stupid death, Paul says, thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then Paul gives us our marching orders, a verse that I've always loved and have kind of adopted as a mission statement on how to live. He writes, therefore, beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Be steadfast, be immovable, give yourself fully to the work that is given to you, the work of the Lord. And the last verse maybe is the most encouraging, right? The last bit of that verse, for your labor is not in vain. You know, the stuff that we do for God's glory, for the sake of the kingdom, to serve the Lord by serving the people around us, even the people that we're cooped up with and quarantined with, if we are laboring in the Lord, that is, if we are doing it for the sake of the glory of God, our labor is not in vain. And Jesus calls that storing up treasures in heaven. You know, so much of our work can feel in vain. Work like laundry, yard work, homeschooling, emails, dishes. You know, and we can tend to make these columns that there's valuable work for the Lord in one column, and then there's worthless junk in vain in the other column. But I would argue that we ought to mash those columns together and reckon with the idea that everything we do can be done to glorify God and that nothing is in vain if done toward that end. That is, we can stand firm, immovable, steadfast, throwing ourselves into all of our tasks if we are doing so with a heart aimed towards loving God and loving others. If we do the laundry, the yard work, the homeschooling, the dishes, the emails, if we do our work as if we are working for the Lord, it is not in vain. That is, it's not worthless. We're storing up treasures in heaven, treasures to lavish at the feet of our resurrected King. You know, in this weird time, so much of our work might feel in vain, or maybe that's just me. But God gives us victory through our resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. We are freed to do all of our work, standing firm, immovable, boldly, with hearts turned Godward in every task. You know, it might be the same stuff that we're doing, but our motivation changes. We do it all like we're working for the Lord, because we are. You know, with everything we do for the love of God and the love of neighbor, we can throw ourselves into it with abandon, knowing that our labor is not in vain. You know, for an extra encouragement on this concept, check out the song that we sing sometimes at New City. It's called Your Labor is Not in Vain by the Porter's Gate Worship Project. It's a great song on this topic. So stand firm, throw yourself into the work of the Lord for your labor is not in vain. One goal of this podcast is to foster community and to encourage personal reflection. So don't keep it to yourself. Rather, reach out and chat about it with a friend, with your community group, talk with a roommate or your spouse. Here's a question to help get that conversation rolling. What are you doing these days that feels in vain and how can you change your heart or attitude to make it a labor for the Lord? What are you doing these days that might feel in vain And how can you change your heart or your attitude to make it a labor for the Lord? If you think this podcast would be helpful to friends or family, please share it with them and maybe even have them subscribe. Links to subscribe can be found at newcitycincy.org slash social and should be able to be found wherever you get your podcasts. 
Find more resources related to Marginalia's Daily Readings and Prayers podcast by following us on Instagram at New City Cincinnati or Facebook at New City Cincy. As we close today, we invite you to join us and our denomination, the Presbyterian Church in America, in prayer. And remember that although distancing and wearing masks are important, that God really is our protector. Remember that we can be brave and courageous and live without fear because our trust is not in our wise practices, but in God. May that knowledge not make us foolish, but faithful. Pray for our healthcare workers and those in emergency services. They're on the front lines of this pandemic and they risk exposure and or bringing it back to their families because of their jobs. Pray for protection and sustenance as they care for the vulnerable. Pray for our friends and our families that are scattered for their protection for God to be palpably present with them. Let me close with a prayer from St. Thomas Akempis. This is from around the 15th century. Lord, you know what is best. Let this be done or that be done as you please. Give what you will, as much as you will, when you will. Do with me as you know best, as will most please you, and will be for your greater honor. Place me where you will, And deal with me freely in all things. I am in your hand. Turn me about whichever way you will. Behold, I am your servant, ready to obey in all things. Not for myself do I desire to live, but for you. Would that I could do this worthily and perfectly. Amen. All right, so long, everybody. Cheers.